just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. All right. Hallelujah. Um, it's a beautiful day. By the grace of God today, God wants us to look at something to do with relationships and marriage. And uh, I believe that your life will never remain the same. You know, and in the studio with me is Pastor Richard, and uh, um, we have one of my minstrels here, and the anointed keyboardist, wow. and uh, we we want to be a blessing to you. So just let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for such a day that you bless us with. The weather is so beautiful. Thank you, Lord, for what you have. Even for your people, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you anoint my lips. Speak through me. Let lives be changed. Let marriages be strengthened. And let people who are about to even enter into marriage receive knowledge and revelation that would help them to enjoy their marriage. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, so Pastor Richard, today I want, I want us to talk about marriage. Hallelujah. You know, it, it is the first of many sessions that we'll be having. Wow. You know, I, I want us to read the first scripture from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Hebrews 13, 4. Bible says that in the King James, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulteress, God will judge. You know, I would always want to read in an NLT because it, it makes the English a little bit easier to understand. So it says that in NLT, it says that give honor to marriage. Pastor Richard, it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it's very powerful. It says that give honor, honor to, to marriage. Yeah. And remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. But you see, the, the emphasis of today's discussion is more of the first part. Wow. That give honor to marriage yeah. and remain faithful to one another in marriage. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, one of the things that I would say is that if you don't give honor to marriage, you will not be faithful. Yeah. in the marriage yeah. so for you to respect the marriage the union between you and your spouse it makes you become faithful yeah. you will not commit adultery mm. you will not follow other ladies mm. because you give respect to the marriage that you are in that so, is so powerful. if you don't really give honor to the marriage you will not be faithful but if you really honor the marriage that God has brought the two of you together, you will really 
faithful. Be faithful to the marriage. Yeah. This is already a powerful foundation. <laughs> and, and I agree perfectly with Pastor Richard that without you seeing the marriage as something that is very high, when say honor, that means that something that is highly revered, respected, you put a high value on. You see it as something that in the sight of God expressions. Yeah. If you don't see it that way, there's no way you can remain faithful to each other. Yeah. But we'll come to that. Yeah. So let's let's and to guide us in this discussion and the following the subsequent discussions that we'll be having is one of the books that is um, on this earth is one of the best marriage books. Yeah. Called the Modern Marriage, yeah. you know, written by. It happens to be written by my spiritual father, our father, the, the prophet Dagwood Mills. You know, this man is. Uh, uh, I don't know something, something, something. There is a gift. Actually, I call him my angel. Wow. You see, because he's he's beyond a human gift. Yeah. I can't say he's the Lord Jesus. He's not the Holy Spirit, but he's he's like an angel. And God has used him to write books. Yeah. Of which this book is one of the classics. Yeah. So I would I'll be referring to the book, the Bible, and all that experience. And I trust that one of the subsequent sessions would open the phone lines for people to call. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're able to ask questions, yeah. you know, because um, most of the places that I've been to in terms of pastoring, there would usually be times for singles, times for couples. But in this season when we have COVID-19 and the lockdown, it's almost like it's difficult to meet. Yeah. So we just have to take advantage of the airwaves. So going to the point today, we want to talk about the God type of marriage. Wow. Wow. The God type of marriage. You see, the, 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 the reason is that there are different types of marriage. Yeah. There, there's the Satan type of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and and, and there, would, there would be the, your, your grandmother's type of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you see, a type of marriage that you have seen at home. Yeah. That your grandmother and your grandfather were, were, were kind of building. Yeah. That if you don't know, you may think that oh, this is marriage. But that was your grandmother's type of marriage. Yeah. You see, and uh, and there's the canal type of marriage, yeah. where people just use their mind, their canal mind, to just um, you know want to want to live together as husband and wife. But we need to remember that there's the God type of marriage. The reason why I'm I'm mentioning all these types is when you read James chapter three, you know, it's very important to everything that we say be based on scriptures. In James chapter 3 verse 17 the Bible says that but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. That means that there's a wisdom from above. Yeah. Then he said it's peaceable, it's gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. And he says that and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So he tells you the wisdom from above. But before, the verses before, he tells us the types of wisdom, apart from the wisdom from above. 
it says that in verse 15 it says that the wisdom descended this wisdom descended not from above but it's earthly so there's the earthly type of wisdom wow which I call carnal wisdom. Carnal wisdom. You see? And then there's the sensual type of wisdom where people would just want to use their flesh. You see? And then to, to guide them. And then there's the devilish, which I call the Satan type of wisdom. Yeah. Or marriage. You see? So there's an earthly wisdom or earthly marriage, sensual wisdom or sensual marriage, devilish wisdom or devilish marriage. And then now he ends up with the wisdom that is from above which is the God type of wisdom. So today, I, our emphasis is not on any other wisdom, but the God type of wisdom. You see? And the reason why we need to look at this is so that all the other wisdoms or the types of marriages we know, we keep comparing with the God type of wisdom. God type of marriage. So to start with, I want us to understand that marriage is an institution that God himself brought about. Hmm? What do you think about that? Yeah. yeah. In Genesis chapter 1, it talks about in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form. And then darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Holy Spirit moved upon the face of God. said, let there be light. After that, he began to create a lot of things. And then I think on the sixth day, man, that is Oberima, he was alone. He was created. Adam was created. So when it comes to marriage, it's the man first. I, I hope what I'm saying <laughs> is not going to offend some people. I know. You see, so the man first, and then God rested. And then Bible says that, and, and now God saw that man was alone. alone. This was after man was now alive, he was now working on the things that God had given him authority over and all that. So I want us to read Genesis chapter 2. So that we can understand this God type of marriage in context. Genesis. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 25. Brother Richard, please help me. 21. Genesis 2, 21 to 25. Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 25. 21, 25. And Abraham. Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. Sorry. Two. Genesis chapter 2. Yeah. Verse 21 to 22. To twenty-five. To twenty-five. Yeah. Twenty-one. And the Lord said, and the Lord God caused a man, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon my Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now the bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Because she was taken out of man. 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. 25. And they were both naked. The man and his wife were not ashamed. Yeah. So, so you realize that man was alone. God made man sleep. And then God took, made somebody out of man. 
And that somebody was not like man. That somebody was not like man. So when man woke up, which was when Adam woke up, he realized that, ah, somebody is just lying by me. And the person looks like me, but is not like me fully. He said, no, this one, I will call him woman. Is it so? Then the idea is that man first, and a man now locates a woman. So, God must be involved in marriages. But Richard, I want to say this before I look at the characteristics or the things that people must look at when it comes to the God type of marriage, oh. which is what we want to look at. Yeah. You see, ladies and gentlemen listening to me, a lot of things are changing these days. You see women who are now um, trying to get men for okay. trying to um, look for their husbands. But there's, there's nothing like that. You know, it is the man who is supposed to look for a woman. A woman. Actually, the Bible says in Proverbs 18.22, it, it, it talks about he, he that findeth a wife, mm-hmm. a wife has found a good thing mm. and obtains favor yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. So it is and when we when we when we talk about find, find means that it's almost like the thing is lost, or the thing is somewhere, yeah. and you have to search for it. Yeah. So he said, "He that findeth a wife." So it is the man's responsibility at a particular time of his life to look for, or search, or find mm. a wife. Wife. Now, and I want to say here, the Bible says that a wife. A wife. Not a woman. Not a friend. <laughs> not a woman. Not a female. Mm. Because you can be a woman, but you're not a wife yet. We'll go into that. Wow. I can't. So he that findeth a wife has found a good thing. He didn't say that the wife is a good thing. He said, when you find a wife, you have found something. And that thing that you have found is good. So there's a good thing in the wife. And obtains favor of the Lord. Is it so? What I want to establish here is that ladies don't find men. Wow. It is the men that must find you. And if you're a lady and you're listening to me, don't be afraid at all. You will be found. Wow. Is it? And then, and then that brings me to this point that why even marriage? Because not everybody who must marry. Yeah. Did Jesus marry? No. And why didn't Jesus marry? <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, I also don't know. <laughs> I think when we get to heaven, that's one of the questions we ask. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, please! So why didn't you marry? Because Jesus came to set the example for us to follow. Yeah, he didn't marry. John the Baptist didn't marry. Mm. Apostle Paul didn't marry. So it's almost like they knew something, maybe we didn't know. But it is God who started this whole marriage thing. Wow. So that means that it is also a good thing. Yeah. And what we read, the first scripture is that is that the marriage is honorable. honorable. So it is very important and we must honor it. Yeah. But you see, Bible says in Amos, if you can open to Amos, you know, Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3. Amos is not in the New Testament. Those who are <laughs> listening to us. It's in the Bible. Amos 
chapter 3 chapter 3 verse 3 verse 3 it says that can two walk together except they be agreed please read it again can two walk together except they be agreed in my version the nlt says that can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction so when you look at a man who has found a wife one of the things that should be the focus of the man is that i'm looking for this wife who must agree with me because i am focused on a direction so what i'm trying to say is that for a man to find a wife you must ask yourself why do i need a wife and god said that man is alone so one of the reasons why you want a wife is so that you have this person who is coming to join you as a wife so that you all move in one direction wow. when we say one direction what has god called you to do you it is not that is that is why it is not easy for a pastor to marry just in any person it's not easy for a king to marry just any person i also feel that it's not easy for any professional god has given you to just marry any person it would it would be easy for a man who is a banker to marry a woman who is supposed to be a prophetess i think it would be one of the imcs it would be very difficult to 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 be able to survive in the same way it would be difficult for a pastor a man pastor to marry <laughs> a woman who is into other things who is not interested in whatever you are interested at all so that's what it means by how can two work together except they be agreed and so some of the problems with Richard we are having in the world today is that men have found what they think is a wife but what was the problem was that they were looking at their bombs we are looking at their beautiful face mm-hmm. we are looking at their deceivable hair yeah we are looking at their, their deceivable breast yeah oh you don't want me to talk about those talk things. about them talk about them they, they were looking at other things other things instead of looking at will this person agree, agree. with me wow in this road that i believe god has called me so to you are teaching on. you are teaching very very important so the discussion we want to have today this is the premise mm. this is the foundation that we are assuming that you know this so now that you know this what are the characteristics of the god type of marriage wow so the prophet took his time to write about five major points we all must look at mm. and i want us to go into those points so point number 1 you know one man one woman <laughs> this is the god type of marriage yeah one man wow. one woman is it and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man genesis 22:22 but these days we hear one man one man <laughs> <laughs> one man one man yeah oh. wow yeah alex has married evans yeah is it in the bible no 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 oh is it one man one man no this time we also hear one woman one woman it's wrong lisa is married to benisa 
Is that in the Bible? No. no. Neither is it one man, two women. Wow. Because otherwise we would have heard the Bible say, and the real way the Lord God had taken from man, made he woman and brought them unto the man. So there's nothing like that. So the God type of marriage, ladies and gentlemen, is the marriage where we have one man, one woman. It's a one man, one woman. Yeah. And as we keep going on these discussions in times ahead, you see how it is very important for both parties because of this revelation to work hard to be able to stay in the marriage because it is not easy to be faithful to each other. One one. One one. (laughs) If God had not put that clause there, I think a lot of men, Adams would go for Eve and then Eva (laughs) and Evelyn and then Evelina. Yeah. Because Richard, you're laughing too much. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, that, that one there. Because when you look at this, if you look at the, the, the rate of divorce, yeah, that one alone tells us that if that clause was not there, a lot of Christians will marry a lot of women. Yeah. Because as he's divorcing, he's married, he will not even divorce, but he will add up. Yeah. But because you can't add up, then so this so one must go before another one, one, one can. Is it not wild? It's so wild. Whereas even divorce is something God hates. Yeah. In Malachi chapter 2, he said that he hates divorce. Is it so? It's quite frightening. Yeah. That is why this discussion is so important. So, number one, one man, one woman. The world has another type of whatever. Yeah. Oh, if I can't, I just have another girlfriend besides, and then that one is there. Satan also has his own. Yeah. But we are talking about the God who created marriage. What is his type of marriage? One man, one woman. Even 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 animals are not one one man, one woman. Yeah. Animals, the principle is let's flow. Let's <laughs> but human beings also have that character of animals. Yeah. But God had said one man. So then, how can we have one man, one man without God? That is the point. That is why everyone who is listening to me, if you want to marry and enjoy your marriage without God, it will be very difficult. Because it is God who will give you that ability, that ability to maintain. Because, ladies, you too, sometimes your man will do things that will put you off. If you are not careful, these things is also common. There are women who just don't enjoy their marriage and they are having affairs behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. But is that is that the will of God? No, no, that's not the will of God. So it takes us to point number two. Mm. So the second thing you have to take note of, it says that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. You know, after this point, I would want one of our minstrels to just minister a very powerful song, just to refresh us, you know, as we move into the last phase. So the point here is living and cleaving. Living and cleaving. The, the scripture is Genesis 224. 
living and cleaning. You know, Pastor Richard, yeah, the prophet talks about four ways of living. Mm. And I want us to look into it. You know, he says, and the man shall leave his father. So the man who is going for the wife or going for the woman who is supposed to be a wife must leave his father, leave his mother, and cleave. When we say cleave, cleave means to attach. I don't know. Some time ago, we went for give thyself holy, and then prophet asked, which we're going to say it in a way to cleave. Is it pledo? Is it pledo? I don't know. You don't know. I'm not what I am. Pladeu. What is Pladeu? Um, what, 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 how do we say a bastard in a way? I love that word when Bishop Queen said it. Bastard. Bastard. Somebody who is, who is not a bastard. Somebody who is a bastard. Okay, so we'll look for it and then. But you see, it's, it's, it's one of the thing that it's very difficult to do without God. Yeah. To cleave. Cleave means that you have to attach yourself to your wife right. so much that nothing can separate you. Yeah. So that's the point we are looking at. So how do you live? There are four ways to live. Number one, you have to live in terms of physically. So location wise, you must live. Yeah. What, what do you understand by that? Yeah, what, what, what? I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Yes. When I got married, I was living in my father's house. Mm. And uh, it looked like my wife is allergic to dust. So, it's like, oh, why is she not sweeping? Why is she not even though wow. then like my mother will come. If maybe she's in the room outside. Ah, why are you sweeping and she's not sweeping? Yes. And I said, oh, this is the situation. Then, it looked like it becomes my Something. senior brother can sweep his room because our rooms are close. close. Do the boiler and put it at my door. Wow. Expecting the junior brother. Meanwhile, my wife to sweep the place, clear the place neatly, so they have to come in. So you can see that it's, not, it's, not, it's making the marriage unstable. Mm. Then my wife also had a miscarriage. Then you see my mother. All this while you were in the house. We were in the house. Then you see my mother will come. Hey. Charlie, I know where you can get some orthodox and uh, this herbal medicine mm. that you can do this. So it's like whatever we do, you see that there's no until it don't mean that leave. Leave, leave physically. Physically. It's like the family is there. So I just told my father that I want to move out. Move. Say, so, oh, have anybody done something to you? Has somebody done anything to you? Your mother, what is your mother troubling your wife? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I feel like you just have to. So when we left, then that is where my wife conceived. Wow. Because it's almost like maybe it was having an effect on yeah. her without even knowing it. And she was so anxious to get pregnant because if she sees my mom, my mother will just come and ask, Charlie, how is it? When she misses and we say we are expecting our twins to be like <laughs> pressure. And and, and one, one one doctor told us that even sad things when you are too expectant, yes, it you makes, you it, it, it makes you yeah. 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 So when we left the house, we moved to another place, rented, we were there, and things started moving. Yeah. Favors were coming, were work work. So, so, so it was almost like you didn't obey 
what God, God has said. said fully that leave. Leave. And so the physical movement is very, very, very important. So if you are listening to us, look, it the, the moment you say you want to marry, brother, it means that you have to begin to think of having your own place. Yeah. That you take your your wife to. Even if it's a one bedroom. Yeah. But you are alone. You moved from your father's house. Your mother's don't tell us that your father has a big house. He's just giving us the boys' quarters. He has some extension. Look, so far as when you wake up in the morning, you can see your father and your mother. It is very important that that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God. That that cannot be the will. So move. Move, move. If you can't move, then you are not ready to marry. It's true. It's true. And moving means that wife too must move. Richard, the funny part is that these days, and what you mean here is there are even brothers who move from their father and their mother's house. Go and join the woman, join the woman in their <laughs> in the woman's father and mother's house. And they say that, oh, but this one God didn't talk about it. Yeah. No, please. Richard, That's I, why. I, I can't remember. We had an accommodation problem, so I yes. was telling my mom, and my mom told me that ah, your father in law is living alone, four bedroom apartment. So you can go there with <laughs> <laughs> you can go there with your wife. I say, Mom, what, what are you saying? <laughs> he said, Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. You see, all. so this is earthly yeah. wisdom. Yeah. But there's something wrong. Yeah, there is something wrong. Actually, it's a very serious thing, <laughs> but the moment a man goes to stay with the, your wife's parents, I mean there's you've you've shown us that you are not a man. Try not to make such mistakes. Yeah. So that is point number one. Under the living. And then now we are talking about the second type of living is economical, financial living. Yeah. When it comes to your 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 financial issues, you see, some of you you are still staying with your parents, you are thinking about marriage, you eat at home, sometimes daddy will give you money. All that is okay, but the moment you think about marriage. The moment you bring about marriage, mm. the moment you say you are married to this person, look, you you should now be able to stand on your feet and survive. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I, I, I can't remember a friend of mine was telling me about, and, and it even happens to my wife, because even as at now, sometimes the father will say, oh, take this, take this, take this. So, sometimes I see that when it happens for a uh, Decision making. Sometimes she will say, oh, "My father said, yeah. my mother said, because economically they, they are, are, they are yeah, yeah." So they have a say. They have a say. So it's the reason why you have to dissociate yourself. You have to leave. Otherwise, your your father will still, your father, your mother will still have that right. Yeah. To to want to be able to tell you what to do. Yeah. But the moment you say you are married. It means that the two of you have decided to be on your own and start a new life. Yeah. As people who are mature. So it's very important. The father, mother, thank you. That day we say, today we join you together as husband and wife in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What it means is that bye-bye to depending on daddy's money and mommy's money. As I'm talking, I can think, I can imagine some people are thinking... <laughs> Then it, I am not ready. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the third thing that people should look at is the influence, the the counsel mm. 
especially of your parents and yeah. your relatives. Yeah. You must leave that one too. Yeah. You cannot say you are married and then you are still everything. Mommy, what do you think? Everything. Daddy, what do you think? Oh, mommy, this is what my wife wants to do. What do you think? You are constantly dependent on whatever they have to say before you take decisions. That is wrong. Because I have, a, I have a friend who was telling me, and today the marriage has come to an end. She was telling me that uh, the husband is like anything at all they want to do, they want to build. Mommy, my wife said we should build. What do you think? Don't build. I have a land. Come and build there. Then instead of building on their land, they will be building on the mommy's land. Mommy, uh, we want to do this project. What do you think? So anytime he takes decision with the wife. The final say must be the mom and the dad. That is very serious. And and so it 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 it, it really delayed their progress in line. Yeah. And the lady said, no, no, this one there I can't. And, and, and so surprisingly, when the lady left the marriage, she has built a three-bedroom apartment on on her own land. Can you imagine? And the the money that they sweat for from the beginning of the marriage, what the money was used to build on the parents, like the mother's house is there. There is a half plot be here. They have built the guy has rather used the money to build there, and the guy is now living so, with the mother on so, the land. So it's almost like the guy is married to the mother, yeah. And the, and the lady has gone, the lady has gone, and right now she's doing well. It's like, see, the influence, like, like, like what you're saying, that like, whatever God has said, if you go contrary to it, it That's doesn't right. bring certain blessings. That is it, that it doesn't is the bring point. certain it blessings. Doesn't. It doesn't at all. Some of you, you are still married, but you still depend on your mother's decision, especially when you have situations where maybe you are the only son. Yeah. Your mother usually would want, oh, crap, now what to say. Right from the beginning of my marriage, it's because I'm the last born. I realized that my mother always was interested in our affairs. <laughs> I had to stand on my feet because I'm a pastor. I said, no, mommy. So even when things are not going on well, I'll portray, oh, are we okay? Things are okay, you know, and that is very important so that you can concentrate and allow the God who helps the marriage to work to help you to build your marriage. And that's how you can say one day in your marriage that, look, we started from a humble beginning, but the Lord has brought us this far. Are you understanding that? And then that takes us to the fourth point under the living. So what I've said so far is physically you must leave, leave your father and your mother's house, and then financially you must leave and then also when it comes to counsel influence and all that you also have to leave and then the final thing you see it's difficult to sometimes leave friends yeah 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 yeah. so yeah. the final thing and another <laughs> point of living and cleaving is leave friends yeah it's very difficult friends it's very difficult no because you see if you don't think that way you'll be a type of person who is married and your friends are equally as important to you as your spouse. But that is not supposed to be the case. Let me give you a scenario. A brother, you have many friends, ladies, and you like all of them. And then one day you say, this is the one I want to stay with forever. So you have picked that one out. That one that you have picked out must not be seen at the same level as the others. She must be treated differently. She has become like your queen. In the same way, on the other side, you, the lady, you also knew a lot of brothers. And then this brother has proposed to you and then you have accepted. So out of all the brothers, he has become your king. 
you cannot still relate with all these other people like the way you are going to be relating with this one man. And from there, you begin to think about marriage. Now you are married. Now you have to make sure that these your old friends, they don't really influence you in terms of their decisions, in terms of, look, we are going for a party, we want to go with you. Look, before you can say yes, it is what your other spouse wants that you have to flow with. Very, very important. So you have to leave. When we say marriage, it means that all your friends and the way you used to flow with them, you must decide to go another direction. Don't let your friendship determine, your friendship with your friends determine what you do in your marriage. Brother Richard, do you have such, such scenarios? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen some before, maybe not you. A friend, a friend, a friend was telling me, a lady friend was telling me how the husband used to like friends go out ladies friends male friends they go out the one day the husband came home and he was telling him that oh please these friends going out and the husband told her that they were there before we got married can you imagine and that's what it's usually said no these people were there before we got married <laughs> and it's really but later later years later we realized that they even committed adultery with one of because they went out friends, they were drunk. By the time they realized the guy has committed an affair with But it's one not of surprising them. because clearly that was not the God type of man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. So then one of the things we must we, so somebody is asking, so Bishop, are you saying that when you marry it means you have to cut away all of that's not what we are saying. What we are saying is that your friends will still be there, but they should not be as influential like it used to be. The moment you marry, it's almost like now you are subjected to a new culture, a culture which requires you and your spouse to be able to flow irrespective of friends that you have. And if you will get to the point where sometimes some of the friends might be friends that you are all relating with freely. Yeah. It shouldn't be type of friends, especially in the opposite sex, where you have an opposite sex friend that you used to have before, and then that friend is still there, and then you are you can meet together, you can flow together. By the time you realize the day your wife does something you are not happy, you go to that friend, and that is one of the reasons why people fall into such situations. Brothers and sisters, we are not done; we are just halfway. And we just want to hear a song to refresh us, and they will continue. Let's welcome Abla and Ishmael.
of the opposite sex. That's why then, yes. one day, a friend of mine was going out. Mm. The couples, they were going out and the guy mm. said, the guy said, no, 
this dress, I must wear a dress that when my friends see, they will see. But what the wife was was recommending him to wear, mm. he said, "Oh no, I have to wear what my friends will wow. really appreciate." Wow! Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe what you are saying is yeah. happening out there. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's when it happens like that with time your spouse would feel that look maybe just go and marry one of those people yeah and these are some of the secret things that gradually bring divorce yeah you see how well our prayer is that marriages will work amen so that takes us to point number three companionship yeah. mm. you see so the third thing that you have to look at when we're talking about God type of marriage is companionship he said in, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, and the Lord God said, it is not good, Brother Richard, take note of this one, it is not good, it's not good, that the man should be alone, I will make him and help, meet for him, mm. the words are very important, it is not good, it's not good, that the man should be alone, I will make him and help, mm. meet for him, or a help, that would satisfy him a help that would make him okay yeah. so that also means that there are some helps that will not be meet for you yeah. it's not everybody you can marry Mm-mm. and we will go into that another time but you see this point here is that God said man was alone alone means that he did not have a friend yeah. he will wake up Adam will wake up, he will talk to the animals you see <laughs> Giraffe, brother giraffe and sister giraffe. You see, brother dog and sister dog. Everybody was kind of flowing, but two, he alone, two, two, three, three. And he alone, I mean, so God said, No, I think let me also bring somebody that man can talk to. You see, and that person had um, a physique that was a little bit different for a reason, so that man can enjoy. <laughs> so you see a woman has a different brother don't be jealous of the woman you yeah. see? they have a big balls in front they have some big bombs on the back they have some you see when you are growing up you see boy and brother and sister at the age of eight they look like they are all boys yeah. and then you get to 12 and then by 13 together. something begin to begin they to change together. and then they, when they are growing up they are bathing together yeah. you know so yeah. yeah but from some age it's yes, like yeah. <laughs> why because something has started to change yeah. so the point here is that every marriage is supposed to be founded on friendship Wow. Brother, don't marry somebody because your dad says you should marry her. Mm, mm, mm. Don't marry because your friends say, Charlie, you guys, they look alike. <laughs> don't marry because the person looks spiritual in church. Yeah. Sister, don't marry because the man is a pastor. Mm. There's, there's a lot of sisters think their pastors are... Yeah the best gifts. Look, not all pastors are pastors. <laughs> I'm a pastor, I'm telling you the truth. Because a pastor may also have his own weaknesses. Yeah. There are pastors that beat their wives. Oh yeah. There are pastors who don't relate well at home. 
your pastor's different things because he was also he was brought up in a home yeah. with his peculiar situations. So who are you supposed to marry? A friend. And that is why this point is so important to me because a lot of people would not take their time mm. to get to know each other before marrying. Mm. These days you see somebody meet somebody you know, within three months they want to marry. marry. How long have you known the person? Mm. So in actual fact if God is saying that man should not be alone then you need to marry somebody that you can understand the person somebody you can click like the English word comes click yeah. somebody you can flow with Wait. somebody that in your relaxed mood you just would be happy to be with you should marry somebody you think that this person is handsome to me yeah. this person is beautiful to me it may not be 100% but that's what you like yeah Somebody you say, I can enjoy. Somebody when I sit down with, I can flow with. So that because this marriage, if God, let's say you are getting married at the age of 25. Both of you are 25. Maybe the man is generally you are in May. 25, 25. And God is going to give you 50 years. So for the next 50 years, you are supposed to stay together. If you are going to stay with somebody you cannot flow with, you can imagine the hell you'll be in. Forgive. That is why marriage is the next institution apart from hell. Mm. From if you move from hell, the next thing that can take you close to hell is marriage. Wow. <laughs> why? Because you got the right person. You got the wrong person. Yeah. But Richard, what do you think about that? Yeah, I was just I, I was just thinking of a friend of mine on uh, today's on Monday. Yes. She came here. I was sitting here with her. She was telling me that oh, she has found a, and someone came to recommend a pastor friend who had just been appointed fresh, and and he has been sent on a mission for marriage. The person is recommending her to the pastor. Okay. So they gave they went to meet the pastor's mom, do some few interviews after the recommendation. After the recommendation, okay. so she went. Gave a number, they gave it to the pastor. The pastor called her, sent his pictures. They were chatting. So I told her how I said, Oh, as for that one there, but she wants a friend, someone she can be with. Because that's for what the, she said. That's what she said. Because for the past since they they started interacting, mm. the pastor had not even called her for one week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No WhatsApp chat, no call for one week. So she just sent a message that she doesn't think that this relationship will work. Because then she was telling us, oh, so maybe give him a He said, no. Pastor Richard, I want a friend. I want to marry a friend. Not someone that I'm going because he's a pastor. But I want to marry someone that always there is some kind of relationship. You know, what I would say to that is, she's right. But she's also wrong in the sense that unless the man wants to marry her now, because she can cultivate the friendship. So like maybe, okay, let's give ourselves about two years. So let's get to know ourselves. I won't say yes to you for now. Okay. And so then gradually if she feels, look, I think this thing I cannot. Then that is it. But outright. Outright. Yeah, because sometimes you never know. But you see, the point is that she's right in the sense that she must marry a friend. She must not marry a recommendation. 
And I think that's what most of us do. No. <laughs> Even if somebody recommends, it is left to you to get to know the person and become friends. Because you see, he said, if the foundation be destroyed, and the foundation there is talking about even if it is a building, if the foundation is not done well, what can you do afterwards? Mm. So if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? do? So the foundation of the marriage, if it is not built well, if it is not done well, and you are going to use 50 years to build a superstructure, what to come up, what you struggle? Because what will happen is that you didn't know some things. You didn't know he gets angry. You can't tease each other. You can't tease each other. <laughs> you didn't know he, he eats. He eats very fast. You can eat three balls kinky in three seconds. You know, you didn't know he eats. But, you know, you didn't know he takes snakes as dessert. You didn't know she doesn't like bathing. You didn't know. I mean, a lot of the things yeah. that you must get to know after some time. Mm. So, Bishop, are you saying that it's, it's like you have to steady each other for some time? That, that is all that I'm trying to say. Steady. Get so, to know each other. Who have met this guy and some three months he's traveling outside. And it's uh, wrong. And it's common these days. Oh, he's <laughs> in China. He's trying to come and marry me. You have not gotten to know the person. Somebody you, you get to know on Facebook. Somebody you just to. I, I mean, I used to have a friend. He's he's he was just like my age mate. But as I'm talking now, he died about five years ago. Okay. He met his wife on Facebook, and I think then he wanted to travel abroad. So this beautiful lady saw her, started relating with her and then gradually they met and then somehow, and the lady was an American so through the relationship he was able to go to America and they gave birth to three beautiful kids but after they had given birth to three kids, the guy said he wasn't happy with the wife why? because the wife is too fat and right from the time you saw the lady on Facebook she was fat. He accepted to marry her. And then now because of these thoughts that you had had, because of that friendship was not working right from day one. And the lady would sometimes complain to us when she met us, my wife and I, she would complain to us how she doesn't know what the husband is about and all that. She loves him, but he was not reciprocating that thing. Because he rushed into it. Fast forward. Gradually, the lady had to leave home. And then the guy divorced and went to marry another lady. And then got married to this new lady who he had also met for a short time. Within one and a half years, she died. he died. Yes. You see, because you see, if you don't get the thing right, wherever you go, whoever you marry, you will still make the same mistakes. So what we are saying is that it's very important you marry your friend. Somebody that you have known, preferably. That is why I want to say two things now. That is why as we are growing now, you must be somebody who relates. Because one day, if somebody wants to marry, he may look back and say, ah, one of these friends is what I want. But if you don't relate, and then it gets to the point where you now want to marry. 
it becomes difficult for somebody to choose you or for you to choose because you may not have friends. So brothers, you are 19 years. Every time when you come to church, you are quiet. You don't talk to ladies. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are not doing well. You are not doing well. Sisters, relate. Yeah. Relate without any ulterior motive. Don't relate to the mind that, oh, as I'm relating, I think I'll fall in love with him. As I'm relating... That is a very corrupt way of thinking. Wow. Relate normal. Brother, sister, we all go to school. We are relating normal because one of them will be the ones that if the time comes, God will prefer that you, yeah. you have. Yeah. That's why it's like he that findeth. That means that there's a lot of people that you know but you find one. Wow. And the second thing I want us to take note of is that do you know that it is possible based on what I've said all this while, it is possible that you will be married and still be lonely. Wow. <laughs> Shall tell us. I think I think a lot of people are saying wow. Yeah. yeah. It's the wow. I don't know whether it's a small wow or it's a big wow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. No, because you see, having somebody by your side and not talking mm. and not communicating. And not expressing, yeah, it's almost like you are still lonely. Mm. So, I'm saying this to say that you may have met yourselves and you were friends, but it takes a conscious decision to still maintain the way you do things, wow, even in your marriage. Otherwise, the man will still be lonely. Mm. So, you can be friends before you get married, but during the marriage. The friendship can the friendship um, receptivity it's mythical it can go and wow. it's common wow. and it's common because I hear people saying oh my wife when she comes whatsapp facebook chatting it's like the man is sitting here watching UEFA championship the, the woman, woman is chatting. here chatting on what, uh, whatsapp or it's, it is the same thing it's just like Adam alone and, and vice versa. You see, the man is always concentrating on his iPad, his laptop, and then the woman is also not enjoying the thing. Wow. So, marriage is two people who know each other, who are friends, who still, when they get married, are friends. You can talk about issue. You can say, this is how I feel. This is, I am broke. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is what I think. This is how I think if you do things, it will help. This is the dress I think if you wear it to be nice. This is, I don't want to wear that dress. Why don't you want to wear that dress? You are talking as friends. And that's how God wants the whole thing to be. It is work. Just like your salvation. You must work at your salvation. Otherwise, you will not make it to heaven. And they that endure to the end, they shall be saved. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Marriage is to be working. Work, 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 work on it. Because you see, as we are growing, the things we used to enjoy as friends, now we may not be enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Because maybe body is changing, yeah. interests are changing, but you see, we still have to have some common things that we all enjoy, which becomes the basis for our friendship. Mm. And that is usually where most marriages begin to suffer. Mm. So, brother, sister, mm-hmm. 
marry your friend and if you're already married work out on your friendship otherwise Bishop, sometimes something is happening people there is a, a saying that oh first when we were single we were not married we used to go to places couple like beloved dozing yeah. Yeah. now we have married we have children we have to focus on the children their school fees or no outing that's why jesus no. didn't marry <laughs> uh, but you see the moment you say you won't follow jesus on that one you must be willing to just sacrifice and then be in that because that is it. Is the apostle Paul said the reason why he will not marry is because when you marry you have taken a burden. Wow. That's what he said. First Corinthians seven twenty eight. He said that the thlipsis, thlipsis means burden. So when a man goes to marry a woman and brings the woman to the house, he describes that a burden has come. Okay. You understand? Yeah. And so the burden is that. Now you have to start thinking about money should be at home. Yeah. You have to think about you have to build a house. Yeah. You have to think about taking care of children, children are coming yeah. and all that. The woman to the man has become a burden. Because um now you have some time ago you don't have to bath. Mm-hmm. Some time ago um you don't have to do your hair every mm-hmm. every two weeks. Some time ago you could easily buy cake and then you're happy. Yeah. But now you are forced to cook. You are forced to go to the market. You are forced to bath two times because your husband will want to come and have sex in the evening. I mean, all these things are sacrifices. Yeah. You must, you must go through mm. so that the thing will work. Okay. Because now it is a union. Mm. It's not only your interest. You have to be more concerned about the other person's interest also. And that takes us to point number four: openness. Wow. Openness. Wow. Openness. Ah, mm. I think it's exciting. Mm. Genesis chapter 2 verse 21 to 25. You see, he said that, let me look at just the verse 25. He said, and they were both naked. Wow. The man and his wife and were not ashamed. And they were both naked. The man and his wife and were not ashamed. So the word naked there is another word you can use as transparent mm. or they were open yeah. they were exposed they were not hidden nothing was hidden so it is important that if you want to follow this God type of marriage you must be somebody who, who is ready to open up to your spouse you cannot you cannot and that's why friends are very important. You cannot hide things from your spouse. Else, things like suspicion, yeah. mistrust, sudden surprises will be what would, would be characterizing your marriage. Wow. That's what you think. Yeah, because sometimes you see people, like nowadays people don't go to bank. There's no openness financially. Yeah. See that they have money on their mobile money, but the man don't know the pain, the woman don't know the pain. And they are there. They don't even know the amount on it. There was a scenario where a woman goes to a bank, a secret bank that she has opened. And uh, she, as she went there, the husband, that's where the husband also went to withdraw money. So they all meet together, not knowing they all have bank accounts secretly at the bank. <laughs> and each other does not know. So they just meet there in the queue. That they are coming to withdraw. The woman was coming to withdraw. The man was 
coming to withdraw and they met. So like, ah, what are they doing? I know, uh, let me account. Get to everyone. Ah, so for many years, the man has an account. The woman also had an account, the same bank, but both of them were not open. They yeah. were not transparent. So you see that later to when it comes to finances, then each one will be suspicious that yeah. this. How, how much money do you have? Yes. And what are you using your money for? If it become open, let's say you are open about them. Now you have decided that I will not hide anything from my wife or my husband. They will not believe it. Yeah. You will not believe each other because because of past events. Yeah. But when you are open from the beginning, like 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 you said from the beginning, the foundation is very important. Very very important. As you marry, you are open financially. Shall I have this money now? They are paying me this now. I have this bonus. Charlie, I have this money. I'm do, I went to do some contract for somebody. I want this money. I bought this land. You see some people building without their wives even knowing <laughs> that they are building. I think I think <laughs> I think somebody may be saying that. Hmm. So I wish I could ask my question because you see sometimes what has led to that is my husband or my wife when he got to know this and then this happened. So sometimes people come up with some of the reasons like, oh, maybe when my wife got to know that I have money, then she began to misuse the money. Yeah. Or every time she's putting pressure on me, or every time she's monitoring my, my money, or, you know, when my husband got to know that I have money, now he doesn't contribute. Now he just wants me to do it. I mean, those kind of things. So I also think that um, with such reasons, is the reason why sometimes it becomes difficult to even talk about it. Because mm. then what, is, what has happened is that the marriage has already moved from a God type of marriage mm. into one of the other types. Mm. So then the formula must also change. The way to deal with it also changes. Because yeah. you see, the moment it is not a God type of marriage, then the principles in the Bible may not work. Forgive. So, I'm saying this to say that there are situations where when you hear it, you realize that no, this one, until we correct something, it is not a God type of marriage. So it is okay for the woman to build secretly. It's okay for the man to keep his money and the woman keep her money because already their principles are not founded on a God type of marriage. Wow. And so that is why I am interested in talking to people who are yet to marry. Because if you are here to marry, then make sure that you are following the God type of marriage. If you are married and it's a God type of marriage, then what we are saying, at least it will be meaningful to you. Yeah. But if you don't have a God type of marriage, then if you want a God type of marriage, then you need to work on it. Which is also possible. Like maybe sometimes, like you were saying, maybe yeah, the man had his own money. The woman had, now you begin to realize that, oh, we didn't do it right. We want to have this God tower. Then, okay, let's start opening up. Let's start talking about issues. Then gradually, with the help of a counselor, you begin to go through and then correct what can be corrected. Wow. That is also there. You see, so my assumption is that we are talking to people who have a God type of marriage or decisively wanting to have a God type of marriage. That one, this is God's message to you. Yeah. So he says that you must be open. So the openness, we want to look at four areas. For okay. instance, the, your historically, your past experiences, mm. your past, especially relationships. Yeah. Um, so like, let's say in our, in our ministry, the UD, 
if if you were to start counseling, one of the things we ask you: Do you have a child? Mm. Have you given birth before? Mm-hmm. Have you married before? Mm-hmm. Do you both know of your past at least something that you can both appreciate? Because it's very important. It's part of the foundation. If it doesn't come out, it would affect the marriage. Wow. Another thing that you have to look at when it comes to openness. So the first that I've talked about is historical. Historical. You know, and then the second thing is financial. Mm. Like Pastor Richard was saying, you have to be able to open up when it comes to money. Do you have debts? Yeah. Brother, do you owe? If you owe, let your <laughs> wife know. <laughs> Lady, if you owe, let your husband know. Yeah. How much is your income? Yeah. At least you should fairly know. Yeah. How what are your sources of income? What assets do you have? Do you have a house? Do you have any business any somewhere? Business somewhere? Yeah. You know, do you have a responsibility somewhere? You know? And then things like maybe generally obligations, maybe yes, you have to pay your your big sister's son's school fees yeah. or you have adopted somebody and then you are helping the person. All those things must come out. Wow. Very important. Otherwise, Satan who is against marriage, the God type of marriage, mm. he will use it no. to hit the marriage. You know, Bible says that give Satan no foothold. Brother Richard, what do you think about that? Yeah. We have to like when it comes it comes to the openness, we have to be really open to one another. Because if you are not open, it also gives basis for separation. And that is where the enemies will be very excited. Yeah. Like a man built a house, the wife was not aware, and the man passed away. Wow. Can and they were imagine? they were staying in a bungalow, an organizational bungalow, where the man works. So they just evacuate them from the place. And they have to wear rent for years before Whereas the man had a house. The man had a house before the, someone came to tell them, Do you know this house was for your husband? She said, No, my husband had never built, my husband doesn't have a land, my husband has not built. And the, the man said, No, this is for I was there when I, I came to buy the land with, with, with your husband. And when they checked, they realized that the building and the land belongs to the man. Oh. But because he was not open about the land, about anything to the wife. So even when he passed away, so like there are a lot of people there that they are struggling because they were their parents were not open to one another. You know what what you are saying is very sad, and I think it's becoming common. Yeah. Not too long ago this year, we were having a service. You remember? Yeah. yeah. And then one of our dear brothers came to give a testimony. I think I called him out. Yeah. It was a weekday. Do you remember? And then and then I I prayed for him. And then he came to we called him and then he came to share testimony. He said he said that one day he was coming from work. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You remember? Yeah. What what, what happened? He said that he was coming from work and he felt like he would die. He felt like he would die. Then he, he decided as he's going home, there are certain things that he have that the wife is not aware. You see, so he was now going to open up to the wife. I have this property. I, I have, have this, this. I have that. You see, but that is what we are trying to talk about. Yeah. So it's like death was looking at him and saying, "Obago." 
there's like hey come on you know so then i have to now go and open up yeah some of you that's that's how the thing is. there are a lot of things that your spouse is not aware of wow and you never know we cannot die should should you die now what will happen mm. so open up let things be clear where there are issues solve it the, the other thing is that physically, physically, you must also open up. Mm. And when I say physically, I'm talking about in marriage, you must be able to, you must be able to have clearly, clearly, you must be able to have sex. Wow. Without mm. any struggle. Mm-hmm. Without any struggle. There must not be struggle. At all. Yeah. You know, especially before the children come up, you know, when you're married, you and your wife, you're at home. It's one of the reasons why you should not even stay in your father's house. Yeah. So that you can feel free. <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning, you, you you become like banana, two bananas in the house. Yeah. You just move about. Banana plus banana is banana square. <laughs> and you enjoy yourself. You're happy. You see, now when the children start coming in, you restrict the openness to your room. Yeah. Why should you be sleeping and then sister you're going to wear a jeans mm-hmm. as if you're a boxer. <laughs> as if you 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 sell yam in Tamale. <laughs> it is not it is not good. Feel free. Feel free. Lie down. Lie down. Don't wear anything. Don't wear anything. It, it, somebody say, hey Bishop, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. I am preaching. Yeah. I am a counselor and I'm telling you the truth. That yeah. is what should be. Yeah. Naked. There must be sexual liberty. Yeah. And so I'm, I've talked about historical, I've talked about financial, and I've talked about physical. And then now we want to look at spiritual. Yeah. For instance, what are your aspirations in future? What are what are the things that you feel God is telling you to do? Yeah. Talk about it. Open up. Maybe the Lord has been ministering to you, brother, that God wants you to. And become a pastor. You are yeah. not a pastor, but God is telling you He's calling you to be a pastor. When you when you remind your wife, she never heard you say once yeah. that God has called you to be a pastor. But now maybe God is telling you He's calling you to be a pastor, and you are quiet about it. You want to surprise your wife. <laughs> I think I think the day you bring it up, she will not be happy with you because it's like ah, since when did this thing begin? So we must talk about our spiritual yeah. ambitions, our spiritual aspirations, even our 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 spiritual struggles. You know, like maybe sin. Yeah. I feel like when I see this sister, something yeah. disturbs me. Talk about it. Yeah. And I'm saying it cautiously. You see, sometimes when people have tried to talk about it, it has not gone well because. The spouses have not taken it lightly. Yeah. And because of that, after that, then it's like, oh, if I'll, I'll so say okay. I'll bring problems. It's, okay. it's okay. That is not a God type of marriage. And then you begin to struggle. Mm. But under normal circumstances, we should be able to trust ourselves enough to talk about issues. Yeah. So some of the points that we are making here, in the subsequent discussions, we'll be going in detail. Okay. And then, so now today we've talked about one man, one woman, one woman, living and cleaving. 
talk about companionship. Yeah. And now we are talking about the open openness. Which I want to talk about the openness. Talk, talk Where about the pastor, some a, a man, he wasn't a pastor. He was there, and he's the financier of the family. They have three kids. Mm. The wife is this seamstress, which yeah. is not going well. Yeah. Then one day, in the morning, the woman came. They were, like before they, they left the house, the man was parking. The woman saw that uh, he was parking. So in the evening, when they are about to sleep, uh, this one I saw you parking. You said, oh, "I'm going to the Bible school." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Without and you are the one. This is <laughs> You are working in a financial institution, and not knowing the man has resigned. And the wife didn't know. The wife know. only know, and now he's going to the Bible school. Even the wife didn't, didn't know. know. All the wife saw that he was parking, was about to leave the following day. Look, look, let me tell you something, brother. If you are listening to me and you're like that, I can promise you this is not of God. God is not a God of confusion. God will not speak to you and let you just get up and go to the Bible school without preparing your wife, preparing your household. He said, put your home in order. When the message came that Hezekiah was going to die, he was told to put his house in order. So if God wants you to transition, he always tells you to put your house in order. You cannot just leave, leave without putting your house in order. It's like you are a pastor of a place and you just get and say you have resigned without putting the things in order. Yeah. It's a bad way of doing things. Yeah. You, you don't do that. You don't do that. So I can imagine the wife will be very disappointed. So the wife have to go and stay with the parent because financially struggles struggles. So then, and whilst he was in the Bible, they were, this woman was sending him small, small to survive. Because God has called him. <laughs> so the openness there is very, very, very important. important. Very, very important. As it will create a lot of problems, problems in the marriage. And that takes us to the last point. Our mm. time is up. Oh. And the last point is sex and reproduction. Mm. You see, which is the God type of marriage. The God, the first thing you must look out for is sex. Actually, the emphasis is sex, and then attached to the sex is reproduction. It's not reproduction and sex, it is sex and reproduction. You see, God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. And God blessed them, Pastor Richard. Yeah. And God said unto them, Be fruitful. Be fruitful. And multiply. And multiply. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. Yeah. Over the fowl of the air. Over yeah. every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So you see, here, God is talking about multiplying. Wow. And how do you multiply? How do you multiply? You see, so it is. It is, it, is, it is important to know that God wants you to enjoy yourself as husband and wife. That is sexually. And then as a by-product or as a by-effect is that if God has chosen for you to have a child, then you have child or children from it. Mm. So there are situations where sometimes for whatever reason, it will take some time yeah. before you have a child yeah. or you wouldn't have a child. All that shouldn't affect the marriage. It shouldn't even affect the sex. But it's important. The husband and wife in the marriage, you enjoy yourself. 
actually in first Corinthians chapter 7 I want to read this and Pastor Richard will talk and then we are closing with the song Abla, are you getting a song for us first Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 is it that I'm reading from the NLT now regarding the questions you asked in your letter yes it is good to abstain from sexual relations but because there is so much sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband and he said the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs so fulfill mm. and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs verse 4 the wife gives authority over her body mm-hmm. to her husband Wow. and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife and the last verse is do not deprive each other of sexual relations yeah. Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time, so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. He said, however, afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Yeah. See, so it is important to know that it's one of the reasons why God has allowed the two of you to marry is to avoid sins like immorality, fornication, and all that. Like, you know, a lot of young people sometimes, you know, 18, 19, 20, you easily feel like having sex and all that. It's the reason why you should marry early. Yeah. And when you marry, make sure that you enjoy yourself. You understand? If it means God has given you strength, you can go three times a day, seven times a day, 24 times a day. Wow. Why not? Why don't, not? Why don't not? look at me in the airwaves like that. <laughs> Six times a day, two times a day, according to your strength. Yeah. But be happy. Enjoy each other. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the day when I'll talk about honeymoon. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, I want you to know that God wants you to take this thing very seriously. And it's going to be a blessing. But Richard, your last words. Richard, my last words is that I want to really say something again about the openness that we should be open to one another. And about the sex is that I quite remember there was a couple who was saying that when they were they lived together before they got married. And when they were living together, the sex they were having sex like three times a day, six times a day. But the day they decided that let us take our marriage before God. And they came there. Since then, then the lady will be like, hmm, I'm tired. Hmm, this. So when he was saying, I said, no, it is from the devil. Because now you have entered his God type of love. That's right. Or marriage. And Satan is not happy. He wants you to go back, find another girl somewhere mm-hmm. and be happy. Mm-hmm. But because God in his own wisdom knows that when there is sex and is like anytime the man wants, the woman gives, doesn't complain, doesn't say, the marriage will be, will be strong. That's right. So he knows that, oh, just say this, don't give it, and it should be like, oh, when he does something good, then I'll give it to him. If yeah. he annoys me, Charlie, that is it, it's no. So I think that we should really look at that side properly because yeah. that I, I believe strongly that the most of the divorce is the foundation or the basis for the reason why a lot of marriages are divorced, are divorced because wow. it's like, oh, I want that. And that is what uh, Prophet says on this, that, oh, when a man eats a lot, 
yeah. and he's satisfied when he see another food he will not eat it he will not so maybe other man is going to wear there a lot of ladies that, so that's why you were, you, were, you were saying right now that like for immorality yes just and i have a saying that it won't kill you yeah it won't do anything to you but you see that this man is working with ladies young girls and everything you will see them moving shaking their bones and when he comes home he knows that oh i have one at all so i'll not mind this one and he comes and he doesn't get definitely when he goes to work he will begin to follow this one it's so sad so i believe that this is a good point yeah wow ladies and gentlemen god bless you for having listened to us we'll come away another time with a powerful session and i tell you i can promise you that it's going to be awesome we'll take it to the next level and before we end we want to um, ask our sister to minister powerfully and then and then I'll pray and then we close so let's have a refreshing song
the miracle that I ever wanted. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for a time like this when you can be a blessing to many people through the airwaves. We pray that you heal marriages. Pray that you bring revelation to couples, especially those who even already married. Grant them the grace to correct what has gone wrong. We pray for those who are yet to give them the wisdom, the ability to be know who is right for them so that they do not make mistakes. We pray that whatever Satan's agenda has been fighting the church through fighting marriages, we block it in the name of Jesus. May this revelation that will be coming through these marriage sessions be a blessing to many, many people all over the world. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. If you listen to me, you are not born again. Just say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This has been your friend and your brother, Bishop Chris Quinston, with my co-host, Pastor Richard. God bless you. Expect another session, another time. Bye. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449 0540-774941 Stay blessed.